FM Rewind. Vow 88.1. Vow FM Drive. You tuned into Vow FM 88.1. And this this day is really celebrating two very important things. We have been chatting about World Radio Day in the very first hour. But you know what? Today is also not just World Radio Day. And no, we're not talking about Valentine's Eve because apparently now that exists. I don't know where you see Tata happy, but we'll leave it to the side. Today's also a very important day to highlight. It's actually also International Condom Day. Now, a few days ago, the Carlton Department of Health actually released quite a worrying statement, you know, to the public cautioning the fact that youth or the public or rather particularly youth have actually been uh, uh, sort of diagnosed with a high and increasing rates of sexually transmitted infections in the Gauteng province. Now they said that over 160,000 males presented at public health facilities across the province and over 67,000 were treated for male uteritis uh, syndrome and uh, the MUS uh, data actually accurately reflects new acquired STIs. Now if we're going to take it a few years back in 2020, yes a lot of us know it as the COVID year, but this talk about how the MUS incidence in the province was actually recorded at 12% and it's actually increased now over the years to 15%. So it doesn't seem like it's dropping. Now, data reflects an increase of SCR incidence in sub-district E, meaning Alex, Santin area, um, also and F in a city, Brownfontaine, Hillbrow, which is where we actually are located. Now, we can go further to the West Rand with Katlehong and Kurileni, Germiston, Fosluras, Lesedi and Sedibeng, so many areas, but meaning our province is definitely and uh, a certain attack indeed should I say now obviously a lot of us are talking about Valentine's Eve Valentine's Day is tomorrow the youth will be celebrating in many ways with their other partners but it's important for students and the youth to realize it's important to practice safe sex with their partner or partners now we are joined here by the Vista University Campus Health Head of Departments Mr. Tiriso and Sabele who's actually going to be talking to us about this day and the importance of it and this just in packet as he's here with us how are you doing today? Thank you very much Nana uh, I feel good. I'm in good spirit. Thank you. Are you well? I'm absolutely well as well. It's a, it's a lovely day. Um, considering yesterday I got rained on. Hopefully that never happened to you. Never. I don't like being wet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's a good day. You, you said it earlier that it's, uh, what do you call it? Valentine's Eve. Valentine's Eve. The partners are getting ready. <laughs> the roses are being sprayed across the bed. Ow. So now, obviously, it's important that with whatever you'll be doing with your partner, it's important for people to know about safe sex practices. Now, why do you think that people are not practicing safe sex? Well, uh, you are right, quite right. I also went through those statistics earlier this week. And now uh, the usual percentage, you know, over the past few years has been around 12%. But it has gone up now for 2023 to 15%. Mm. So, obviously, it's worrying that uh, people are not uh, condomizing, if I were to put it that way. They are not practicing safe sex. Various factors contribute to that. Uh, number one can be, you know, when you do one thing every day, you end up just getting tired. You know, that's what you call condom fatigue, whereby someone decides that, uh, let me not use condom. I've been using it for too long. I've been staying with this partner for too long. We have tested and we are negative. And I think you'll agree with me. A lot of people that will decide at the time of uh, sexual engagement that they don't use condom. It's not because they don't have condoms anywhere True. in the cupboard. It's because uh, they have them, but they just decide not to use them. Yeah. Also, remember, there's what we call PrEP. So PrEP is pre-exposure prophylaxis. So this is an ARV that you get that will assist you uh, in terms of preventing you from uh, contracting HIV AIDS. So people will assume that now because I'm using PrEP, I, I will not... Um, 
catch HIV, then there's no need for me to condomize, you know, not knowing that, uh, remember, with condom, it doesn't only focus on HIV. Mm. There are other things like your STIs, chlamydia and gonorrhea yeah. that you mentioned earlier. So those are basically uh, part of the reasons why people don't use condoms. But also... Uh, we still have those people that are in a relationship and it's not a safe space for them to negotiate safe sex. So that could also be the reason. And what other factors, socioeconomic factors, you know, if I'm your blessed nana and I give you 10,000 every week, it's not easy for you to say no when, when, when I say to you, let's not use a condom. You sure. know? Uh, it will be different when you are with your age mate uh, uh, who doesn't have to bless you with any... Uh, thousand bucks and when they ask you to have sex with them without a condom it will be easy for you to say no you are crazy i'm not gonna do it but for someone who you are relying on to you know support your lifestyle or your studies or whatever then it's not easy to negotiate so those are some of the factors and these factors have obviously led to the rise of stis which is what we're chatting about now you actually the head of department at campus health do you actually offer any treatment services for those who find themselves in a situation where they haven't been practicing safe sex and now they find themselves maybe be experiencing some sort of infection and so forth. Definitely. So this is uh, part of the reason why we exist in the university space, you know, is to attend to the health and wellness of students, but most importantly, the sexual and reproductive health, of which STIs treatment is part of them. So what we normally do at campus, we also have STI screening, whereby we screen you based on questions and the lifestyle that you are living, right? Okay. So it will give us an idea to say, Nana, because of this information, she's a high risk or she's a low risk. So it's easy now for us, after we have screened you, to, you know, to introduce those preventative measures right okay but in a, that unfortunate event now this valentine tomorrow it depends that you have unprotected sex then a few days after you come to our clinic with an sti will definitely give you treatment so we we follow the national standard uh, treatment guidelines that will now uh, give us an algorithm to say when you present with this type of sti this is the type of antibiotic that we are going to give you so we do offer that but also what we do again we have a health promotion and education so we don't want to uh, engage with you when already you are sick and you are fighting for your life mm. we also want you to prevent having those stis uh, like i was saying condom demonstration because you know first as have just came in in the past uh, week or two yeah. and we were having uh, during orientation we were having uh, some engagements with them as the campus health and you realize that there's actually people who don't know how to use a condom. That's so you know, true. Either because they've never had sex in their lives, because they are still 17, 18, 19, you know, some of them are still here. Or uh, they've never used it, they've engaged in sexual intercourse, they've never used it. Or generally, they just don't know how to put a condom. Yeah. So that is how we demonstrate. But obviously, when I'm talking of demonstration, I'm not saying you'll have two people here showing the whole crowd <laughs> how to use a condom. We actually use uh, yeah. your dolls and your dildos to do that. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Now, I think that's an important conversation because for a very long time, even where uh, I was in first year, I came from a home where it was a very taboo subject. And uh, considering, yes, I hadn't was in a, a position
position to even use one or to be engage in sexual intercourse, it is still something for you to know to when you find yourself in that situation. So you don't say, I didn't know, you know. So, so campus facilities are there for exactly that. Now, you obviously mentioned that, yeah, tomorrow's Valentine's, the lovers want to love each other and so forth. But then they realize maybe a few days later they don't maybe feel okay or maybe they actually have a, sort of some drone of concern. Now, what is really the cause of concern for them to approach a, a medical health facility? What is maybe an immediate sign of danger that an individual would actually seek medical assistance immediately, despite maybe for the mere fact that they haven't used condoms? Yeah, so the signs and symptoms that uh, our students need to be aware of, or everyone who's listening in this regard, uh, if you notice any sore or ulcer in your genitals, that is a danger sign. It might be an STI, right? If you notice any unusual discharge, I'm taking. I'm saying unusual discharge in in the sense of females because usually you have your normal discharge that you know that you are used to. Yes. But anything that is excessive, that is frequent, that is abnormal, that is too smelly, definitely you need to consult uh, for both genders. Again, when you go to the toilet, when you pass urine and it's itchy and it's painful, yeah, definitely is one of the signs as well as uh, you know that lower abdominal pain because sometimes mm. you'll have an STI that will ascend towards your abdomen and that is where you'll feel that pain. So those are those are some of the signs and symptoms that, that you, can, you can look out, out for. Okay. Yes. Now you obviously speak about uh, uh, the, in, in, in the fact that for the first years, whoever wants to approach you, um, how to use a condom, um, obviously preventative methods, but what other services does Campus Health offer in relation to sex education? Okay, on, on top of uh, sexual and reproductive health, we have various services HIV testing we do uh, minor ailments when you are sick your normal flus your okay. skin problems and whatever yes. you still come to us general health education like I was saying you don't only have to come to the clinic when you are sick you yeah. can just come and inquire emergency medical services one student may be seen arrest now and they collapse and they need an ambulance mm. we definitely assist with that so okay. those are some of the services that we do offer also your pap smears you know it's always important that you look after your health and wellness as well, you do your pap smears as well as uh, termination of pregnancy, for example, you know, because sometimes someone will come after Valentine to say, you know, I made a mistake, yeah. I had unprotected sex, and I need, definitely cannot afford to disappoint myself or even my parents or my family. Yeah. So please assist me. I want to terminate. Then you come, we refer you to our external stakeholders that we work with. Then you are going to remove. Uh, that you uh, that fit us. Okay. All right. Now, in closing, I mean, how does someone access your uh, your facilities? Do you have to be a student to access them? Um, is there a certain fee that one should be prepared to pay when they approach you? So just to highlight those, and then we'll definitely. Yeah. First of all, it's important that uh, you are a student. Yeah. Uh, because I think also if for your safety, you can imagine if you were opening our clinic to all the outsiders, then it wouldn't make sense for us to yeah. be based here. We might as well have a building somewhere in Hilbrand open. True. So you needed to be a registered student, right? And then two ways. There's a walk-in, right? In terms of now you feel sick and you feel that I cannot do it anymore for an appointment. The other one is an appointment. Like I was saying, you just go to our website and then there's a link that will give you uh, available times for that particular day. So it's same day appointments. You are sick today. You go to the link today. Then you book from your, the comfort of your home or your office. You don't have to physically come to say, let me make a, uh, let me make a, a booking. Booking is important in a sense that uh, you just know the time that you are going to be at the clinic. Oh, yes. Because now if you were to come, 
and queue for the whole day. You might queue for, you know, for two hours and miss a lot of lectures okay. and your classes. So we do bookings mostly, but I'm still saying if you cannot book online, you can come to the clinic again, then book them physically. Okay. But in terms of fees as well, uh, well, they are still as little as possible. It's 50 rand and 20 rand respectively, depending because with those that are living in their residences, they are currently paying 20 rand because already 30 rand they've paid as oh, part of their okay. residence. But when you consider, but also that 50 rand, um, let me re-emphasize this because yes. students sometimes uh, tend not to understand. If you are sick now, Nana, and you need to go to the clinic and you don't have 50 rand, it's fine, you can come. You'll owe us, you'll pay us later. Okay. You don't have to die just because you don't have 50 rand. Please hey, let imagine. me emphasize it. But yeah. also, we are still drafting our policy as a yeah. clinic because we need to have a primary health care policy. That will be the one that will determine the prices. Oh, but yes. also remember, as our stakeholders, students are the main stakeholders. So yes. we're still going to consult with them so that they can also contribute to that policy. True. But it's still in the pipeline. It's not done yet. As soon as we are done, we'll start uh, consulting with our stakeholders. I think this is a very important conversation, not only to have today because it's International Condom Day, for conversations going further. So even tomorrow on Valentine's, can go to the healthcare department and definitely ask for assistance. Yes, but any parting words before we let you go, Mr. T? Yeah, because now we are talking about condoms. I, I actually, I don't know if you listen to hip-hop. Uh, in, in in my younger days, I used, I used to listen to Lil Wayne. Yes. This song of his, Lollipop, I think it was released 17 years back, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah, it's 16, been a while. Yeah, so he's saying, uh, I'm, I'm going to quote him verbatim. He's saying, safe sex is great sex. So you better wear a latex because you don't want that late text. That I think of late text. <laughs> That's my partition. Thank you. Oh, Mr. Tizzo is also coming to you with music. That's how we do it here the Valpep Drive. It doesn't have to be ever so strict and like say it as if it's like we're bombarding on you. Sex is never a problem, but practicing safe sex is, in, is definitely the conversation we're having with you. And that was the Vitz Campus uh, Health Head of Department, uh, Mr. Tizzo and Sabela, chatting to us. Uh, just uh, the practices around safe sex. Uh, maybe if you do find yourself in a situation where you need some treatment services, if you seek medical assistance, they are definitely available 24-7. So go check it out. Obviously, they do say that uh, they mean stakeholders are to vet students. But, I mean, don't feel shy away to find a healthcare facility to ask these certain questions. FM Rewind. Val 88.1. Val FM Drive. Every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. on Val FM 88.1.